Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she love me when I'm in it. And she never be pretending. Nothing is friend. She gonna tell you what she bought it. Cause she know you can't afford it. No, you can get Hello, welcome to the eSpot with Camille. I am your host, Camille Cower, and I cannot wait for you to meet my guest today. He has had such an exciting career in front of the screen and behind the screen. My dear friend, Jake Mason, and I'm like totally getting tongue-tied already because I'm so excited to talk to you about your fun, exciting career. So tell everyone how you got started in the world of entertainment. So you get started. Sorry. See? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, there's, it's a lot of random stuff to talk about, so I get it. Um, I guess in entertainment-wise, <clears throat> I was a, a choreographer and dance teacher for about 18, 19 years in Los Angeles. Um, and I teach, I dance to kids around um, LA uh, at some elementary schools. I had a dance studio for a while and um, did some stuff for TV. Um, you kind of fell into it randomly. Um, you'll kind of see that's basically my through line for all my career stuff is uh, I was taking a, a hip hop class with a friend. I was waiting tables and we took a hip hop class at 24 Hour Fitness. She wanted to show off our dance that we learned to her friend who ran an after school program. They hired us to teach after school. I did not know what I was doing. <clears throat> I was basically taking a class uh, on Monday nights and then teaching the routine Tuesdays. Um, and, but I was a better teacher than a dancer at the time and it blew up. Um, my first class had about eight or nine kids in it and then it blew up to like this very popular program. I was teaching five days a week. And um, one of my first students was Emma Roberts when she was in the fifth grade. Oh, wow. <clears throat> yeah. How exciting. <laughs> Cause it um, was wild. Yeah. So is that how you got started with working in TV and film? Is that what you mean by just happen chance? Yeah, I, I was teaching at an elementary school here in Hollywood Hills. And mm -hmm. you just, I started getting offered jobs. Um, I started turning, I was turning them down because I was not qualified. <laughs> and then um, <clears throat> my first uh, project was with um, a one woman show with uh, an actress, E.G. Daly. She is... Um, Tommy Pickles from Rugrats and Powerpuff Girls, and she was in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and she did a one-woman show, and she's a good friend, and she, I was teaching her kids, and she said, like, you are, I was like, I don't think I can do this, I don't know what I'm doing, and she said, yes, you do, let's go, so I jumped in there, and then uh, faked it till I made it, I guess, <laughs> and um, yeah, and I, and, and then things just kind of came as they went, so um, for a while, until until dodgeball took over my life. So, well, that's so neat because so many times people are they go to Hollywood and their whole idea is that they want to. Um, I guess like it's they're the ones that are faking it. Yeah, I'm already a director or a producer or whatever. And for you to get that opportunity that somebody saw that magic in you first and just was able to start choreography, um, choreographing after that, like that's got to be a great feeling. I mean, I'm sure you felt that imposter syndrome but how did you finally get yeah. over that and like believe that okay i'm just as qualified for this job it, as soon as i get over my imposter syndrome i will let you know uh <laughs> no um i think you always kind of have that a little yeah. but um yeah it was weird that was my problem i i came here i used to love i love performing mm -hmm. and i love being on stage and whether it's a microphone in front of a whole bunch of people or just dancing around at a club or something but i 
hated acting, the world of auditioning, and I, it just made me uncomfortable. And that's all in my head. It was it was ridiculous, and it set me back. And then auditioning even for dance, I was never good enough for dance stuff in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember I was working on a movie called Five. It was um, with a director I worked with a lot, Penelope Spiris. She did Wayne's World. Uh, and this was such a cool thing. It was on Lifetime. It was five female directors. So it was um, Jennifer Aniston, Penelope Spheris, um, Patty Jenkins, uh, Alicia Keys, and um, oh, uh, Demi Moore. Well, and, I could see why you'd have imposter syndrome working with such A-list talent. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not worthy. <laughs> no, the best thing was like I got to go in and I was auditioning with Paula. I can't remember her name, but she was Tom Cruise's producing partner. I didn't know who she was, but she was huge. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a, I did a lot of weird stripper movies, apparently. I did several um, movies and choreographed a lot of uh, scenes with dancers, male and female. And this one she just kind of looked at me and she was like, how are you going to teach this beautiful woman how to move sexy? And I jumped up and I pulled off my belt and I just like whipped it down and did this little thing and she was laughing and we were all laughing and I got hired and I found out later that I actually beat out Michael Jackson's choreographer for the job. And I think it was just because I work really well with people yeah. And I work really well with kids and actors who can't dance. <laughs> so, um, so I think the other choreographer who was way better than me came in with like a solid plan and this, 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 this. And I came in and I said like, oh, we're going to work together and see how you move and how to make you look best on camera. And they love that. And that was the first time I felt like, oh, I'm a professional. <laughs> I would say what a way to get qualified in. I don't, I don't yeah. think I would have imposter syndrome after working with such A-list talent. I mean, I can understand being in situations where you're like, okay, this is a new category for me or a new area or, you know, feeling more challenged, but mm-hmm. never feeling like I don't deserve a seat at that table anymore. It felt good. The pressure yeah. then shifted to other stuff, but yeah, there's always going to be that pressure. <laughs> so speaking of pressure and shifting, <laughs> So your career kind of shifted into dodgeball. How did that go about when you have a career where I would say where you're kind of being more angelic in moves, now you're like literally trying to avoid things coming at you? You would think the dance skill would translate to dodgeball um, better. Because <laughs> um, I guess uh, in dance you're dodging, backstabbing. No, I'm kidding. It's not that. Yeah, I don't exactly. know if it's that, if it's that, if it's that hardcore in dance. <laughs> I never got in that world, so okay. uh, I cheated. I cheated in in, like you said, or like I said. Um, but yeah, no. So I am president of USA Dodgeball, and I founded um, WeHo Dodgeball, and it was again another random thing. We went to a game show audition for dodgeball after the movie. I uh, heard about it. Was like, oh, that could be fun. Um, threw the ball at a bunch of targets. I hit all the targets. I was doing so much better than everyone else, and they cut me because I didn't look like a weirdo hipster and um, no offense to any weirdo hipsters. Uh, and that's what they were asking for. You know? Yeah. It, they wanted a look and instead yeah. of the skill. Okay. Mm. And, um, and they ended up getting both. It was a great show, but uh, I, then it was just on my radar. And then I found a group playing in the park. I wanted to do more. It was fun. And they were starting their very first season. Um, by the end of the first game, I was making all my team uniforms. And by the end of 
the first season I was running the league. And then I, through this, with this group, I built leagues all around the country. And, um, and then I created WeHo Dodgeball, which was essentially kind of born out of Prop 8. I was running dodgeball, and the person who I was working with said, uh, gays don't play sports. And I said, stuff I censored, beep. And I left, and I started my own league, and it's one of the largest um, in the world, so. Wow. Well, that showed <laughs> him or her. I don't know. Him. Him. Yeah. Wow. First of all, to have – I mean, I'm always so shocked at people sometimes that they can – even formulate such hateful things to people's faces, but it's like, okay, whatever. Just you proved him wrong. Maybe that was more fuel to just even have you go further with your dodgeball. I don't know, but what would you say were some of the challenges you had to overcome other than people's stupidity with that? It's always people's stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it was just, I don't know. I was driven and I, I'm, I know, people and I knew that there was a drive for it and um yeah I'm, when I'm excited about something I can sell it <clears throat> so uh I would be great real estate agent if I liked real estate uh but I'm just not like so I was just pumped I would just talk about it with everyone I saw and I can talk to anybody in a room and um whether they like it or not and it just blew up and got big and we also like inadvertently kind of created a community since it was kind of right around the prop eight time we were protesting a lot i was involved in a lot of you know social justice stuff around lgbtq issues and uh that bled into everything we did so we started with a mission right off the bat and um just about being inclusive and and being aware and cognizant mm -hmm. of stuff and i have such a great group of people with me around me my friends and my staff um that and they're so much smarter than me. So everything, so everything we did was just like, I don't know, it just kind of happened and it was great and we created this community. So now we have like a really strong presence here. Um, we got involved in the city a lot, uh, city politics and issues and we get to do a lot. So it just kind of created something special, so. I love it because I mean, there was a, I don't, I don't remember who it was or what athlete it was, but they were like, just shut up and play ball. So you're proving two different things. Like not only are you proving, yes, the LGBTQ plus community does play sports, but not only do we play sports, but we also get involved in our community and we get involved with politics and we're, we're forced to be reckoned with, with or without a ball in our hand. <laughs> so speaking of your wonderful career that you've had with dodgeball, but it also has had some collisions with entertainment as well. Can you share a little bit about how that's come about? Um, yeah, so basically, um, I, I mean, being in LA kind of just kind of happens. Uh, we have a lot of people in dodgeball who are in the industry and um, we've gotten to do a lot of fun stuff via my own connections and um, we're a fun segment for reality shows. A reality show producer is gonna be like, oh, let's do a dodgeball segment. So we've been on like every reality show at some point, um, which is fine. Wait, are actually, they rigged or do you let them win? It depends. Oh. I don't wanna like pull back the curtain. Some of them yeah. want authenticity and some of yeah. them have a storyline to, to. Well, I mean, to, sometimes I don't, <clears throat> I'm not, 
I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure I've seen some with the really long nails. I'm always like, how in the world can they play sports with long nails? But they can do anything with those uh, long nails. So maybe so. <laughs> yeah, I've had to be like, you don't watch out, please. And I had one <laughs> one uh, woman just freak out when her nail broke. And I was like, I told you this was going to happen. So <laughs> yeah. um, nailed it. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so, so through that, and then we had the biggest and bestest one that I'm so proud of was we got to play dodgeball on the Late Late Show with Michelle Obama. And forever first lady. Oh, <laughs> it was amazing. Like it was, the, it was the highlight, literally the highlight of my life. Um, we had done a segment with the Late Late Show with One Direction a few years before. Uh-huh. And um, it was an all-female team versus One Direction and I was refereeing. And the producers called me a couple years later, like, we want to do another show, and um, but we can't tell you who's, who's the guests are. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And Endgame was coming out, so I was like, is it the Avengers? And <laughs> I was freaking out. And then um, it was wilder than I could imagine because, first off, it was all A-list celebrities. Like, I, And to see my name, it was like Melissa McCarthy and Benedict Cumberbatch and Jake Mason and oh, wow. uh, Harry Styles. And I was just like, I'm on the same list. Um, <sighs> I, w- I was the only non-A-list celebrity there. And then Michelle Obama shows up and it was just, she, she's just everything you can imagine. It was yeah. so cool. So they cut all my stuff, which I get because um, they had really funny stuff they cut. And I'm also not them. Uh, but... I did get to um, stand behind and teach them all how to play dodgeball. And I got to talk and hang out with all of them. Um, Lena Waithe was there. She was so awesome. She was like, why are you standing by yourself? Come over with us. I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. Um, and I think it was <laughs> good. Because, the cool kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was, was fangirling out over Michelle Obama. So it's like, I'm, you know, by like Allison Janney and, and she, her and I are both like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know. So it, it was a good way to bond, right? Right. And she was like, um, she played in the White House for yeah. back in the day, so that's even like double, double interesting in that sense too. Where it's a full circle moment for her to actually get to meet someone from the White House, but for you just being amongst all of them, I'm sure you were just like, when they were just coming through the door one after the another, like who's going to be next? And it just got more and more popular or was it, it all was, at one time they came in? And so it was just like, I, I don't even know how to act right now. <laughs> I, they told, they told me about um, Michelle Obama when I got there. Okay. Um, and because they were like, okay, calm down, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and then I had actually was given my paperwork and I, I they accidentally gave me the um, whole cast sign-in sheet. Uh, and I was like, oh my gosh. And I was running to the restroom to take a secret picture of it. And then on my way to the bathroom, they were like, oh no, no, we need that back. And I was like, no. But um <laughs> So I'm not the only one. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, like, I was screenshot, 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 screenshot. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, yeah. And they, yeah. They, they they knew it. They were like, it's Michelle don't. Obama. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, yeah. speaking of just recently, I mean, by the time this airs. It'll be kind of old news, but maybe not. Um, with Erica Badu at the birthday party of of Obama, where she was like caught videotaping for, at the birthday party and so on. So it's like maybe it's not worth it to take, you know, be more in the moment and not take the pictures when you're finally given the opportunity to hang out with number forty four or his wife. Yeah, it was more 
for me or for me to maybe share a couple years down the line. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to work on the Late Late Show again. So I was right. able to take it. And that part. And my, friend, yeah, and my friends were texting going, so who is it? And my boyfriend was texting and asking and I was like, I can't tell you. And then, because uh, yeah. I was like, they're monitoring my, my phone. It's Secret Service is here, you know, so. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit different than maybe being on a reality show where they just take your phone for, for a few hours and you get it back at the end of the day yeah. and you might spoil a, a punchline. But when it's like security of our nation involved, you might want to yeah. be like, well, you know what, I'll save it. I'll save it. I'm not taking any chances. Again, I, I, yeah. I had a great time working with them and I, I want to work on that show again. So I'm not going to take any chances. I get that, especially since you still live in LA. I have oh, the yeah. joy of living in North Carolina, so uh, I can do whatever. No, I'm kidding. I still wouldn't <laughs> do it. Because <laughs> um, we've done, like, um, I'm very involved here locally in the political here, oh, political stuff here, and gotten the opportunity to meet with a few politicians. And, like, you have to do all this different testing sometimes beforehand, and you can't, you have to sign a lot of things, and you can't disclose a lot of things. So, yeah, um, I don't want to see inside of a federal prison. So I'm going to follow all the rules and laws and NDAs that I'm given. Can't really afford exactly. to break them. So moving on, <laughs> let's talk about things you can talk about safely. Um, what has been like for, I mean, you've told about your highlights, but what have been some of the different things that you've done that you just can't believe that Dodgeball has brought you there? Because I'm sure there's so many different people who are like, I want to major in PE. I know as a kid, I, I like I was really good at soccer, but dodgeball was one of those things where I was like, oh, please don't pick me last because it was like a popularity thing more so than skill thing. I guess a lot like the um, audition you went to. But so has there been any other incidences that you're just like, wow, this is my life other than obviously Michelle Obama, but other things that you can um, give some inspiration for those who may be thinking that what their dreams to be may like maybe other people are like, Oh, you can't do that for a living. And you can prove, Oh no, there's a way. I think that's been my favorite thing. You just nailed mm -hmm. it. Um, just, you can do anything for a living. Mm -hmm. And um, when I moved to LA, I remember everyone, when I said I was going to move to LA, all these people from, I'm from Sacramento originally, um, school counselors and other people. Um, oh, what are you going to go be a big star? You know, not, every, you're not going to make it. Mm -hmm. uh blah, blah 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 and i remember i just kept telling people i'm like i i don't need to be like tom cruise famous like i i i'm dating there's myself, no but small like, parts yeah yeah i just want to yeah. go i can work at starbucks in la just like i can work at starbucks in sacramento and and it was always weird because my dad is very like business 80s from nevada like and um republican Ugh. and um so he was always like, I, I was like, here's my friend and they're writing a screenplay for, you know, so-and-so. And this is my other friend. He's working at Sony right now. And he's like, oh, your friends are losers. Um, they need real jobs. I'm like, oh, well, my friend now is senior vice president of Sony and forget it. Um, and we all worked our way up and this is exciting and cool. So yeah. I think I always kind of encourage anyone to... It, it, I'm struggling with like monetizing your hobbies and what you love because there's a lot that comes with that because um, of capitalism. No, but um, <laughs> the man <laughs> will always try to tax you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's just it become because then it can kind of ruin some of that stuff. But at the same time, yeah, like that's true. I taught dance and play dodgeball for a living for I mean the last 19 years, 18, 19 years. So it's you can kind of do whatever um, yeah. if people like it and you're doing it well and and um, 
Oh, but don't focus on the money part because that doesn't help. Because <laughs> I get that. Like it, it is a yeah. You have to be a, careful. Always a balance. But um, mm-hmm. one thing the pandemic has really shown us, we've kind of gotten back to our roots right before the pandemic. Whereas far it, when I was doing dance more, um, sorry, my camera is like I'm moving my hand as I talk. Uh, oh, no. There we go. Okay. Um, yeah. Sorry, everybody. Um, but as as we um, were kind of going on, I was I, I was focusing more on dodgeball, less on other stuff. So obviously, like income was an issue, and I realized <clears throat> that, especially after this, that our community is more important, and the money isn't. If you're focused on the money, you're not gonna have you're you're gonna be miserable, especially when it's something you like, like dodgeball or dance. And yes, it's a part of it, but the community is more important. I'd rather have like eight teams of, of really cool, solid people in a really strong community now than I, than 12 teams of a bunch of people that I don't want to talk about. So yeah, um, be winning and making money. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. And, um, no, and so that's, that's always the danger when you try to take something you love and then also use it as a living. Um, mm-hmm. I love, I, I love that you're doing this. I, think all the time oh i want to do a podcast and i go what would i talk about so <laughs> i mean like like mine just started off just interviewing people that worked in the entertainment industry and just for me i wanted to learn about the different areas i didn't know that well like producing and public publicity marketing all the things that on set you can't really be like so what are you doing you know like yeah. or even finding out well what career do you do when you're not acting or so on that you're able to afford to do all of this. Cause it's an expensive habit to have when it oh, comes yeah. to like doing all your headshots and classes. And if you're not a consistent actor that can afford it, like what are you doing in between times? Like I just was curious a, a lot and also like how people got to where they were because you just, there's a lot of no's and there's a lot of times that people are going through a lot of different challenges and just hearing how sometimes their career started one way and it just happened to shift much like yourself in a different direction. And they found their love. Like I find it so inspiring. And I wanted, I wanted that, like, I just got, like, it just kind of snowballed to take your word for it. And just now I'm like, okay, I've interviewed a lot of people in the entertainment industry. Now let me just check out other industries too that have like some entertainment collision. So it's not too far away from the East, but, but this season I mentioned, I was interviewing a lot of different designers. Like some of them have been on HGTV. So that's kind of the entertainment focus, but it's also there um, in the design community. There's been this area where there hasn't been a lot of inclusion with a BIPOC community. So their whole project that they're working on is it's all designers that are of BIPOC. Um, And so it's just that inclusion factor too. I was like, you know, that's a great thing. Cause I, I was talking about a lot of race and political stuff just because of what was going on during the pandemic. And it just ended up where I felt like, well, what can, what can I do that offers some good back in the community, but it's not, the entire conversation and constantly because yeah. it can get exhausting when you're like kind of defending your humanity to people or even having to constantly. explain certain things. You're like, I don't want to explain this anymore. I just want to include it, you know, like just this is the community I'm speaking to and they're explaining what their journey has been about, you know? So like having you on, it was the same idea. Like, Oh, you know what? He's doing all this inclusive stuff and he's working in the LGBTQ community 
let me have him on, have him explain what his journey has been like. So other people, so people could see themselves. Like that's been my focus now. It's like, you know, I didn't see myself a lot. So let me help with that. So you might I, find that same where this is a voice missing or story missing. This is why we became friends like literally instantly in some hotel lobby in South Carolina because immediately, immediately by the way, <laughs> everybody um, just boom. And now we're friends. And yeah, because exactly. First off, if you have any kind of platform, I think you're absolutely obligated to use it um, mm -hmm. in to the best of your things. And that's what I was struggling with during the pandemic. We were shut down for dodgeball, but I still had this community and I still had a voice. So we we worked on politics here. We worked on city council stuff. Stuff I can, you know, I'm always trying to share stuff. Um, <clears throat> but then you're right. It becomes a lot. It becomes the it, when when. I was at a uh, sports conference uh, in Myrtle Beach representing USA Dodgeball. I couldn't stop myself literally from talking about social justice stuff. Um, people would come up and be like, oh, so what's USA Dodgeball's tournament schedule like? And I was like, who cares? Uh, what are you doing for uh, to increase diversity in the workplace? You know, And uh, what are you doing about these trans bills? And what are you doing about this? So it's, I wanna be able to use the platform to influence stuff. We luckily as a national governing body, like I cannot bring tournaments to certain destinations that have anti LGBTQ um, laws. Mm -hmm. um, and we're kind of working with other groups, other national governing bodies of the sport um, right now to create a joint statement on like the trans women in sports bills, um, voter oppression. Like there's a lot of ways we can influence um, things. I mean, right now we're requiring, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, no, go ahead. I mean, I I'm glad you're saying this because I'm like, oh, the Olympics. Yeah, that's all that was yeah. going up. Like it brought, I think, so much light to like, you know, I feel like I'm on top of the news to some extent. It's kind of my job to make sure I'm kind of aware of hot topics going on in case somebody brings something up. I kind of know what they're talking about. But at the same time, I didn't realize to the extent that some of these testing and like um, what, like people born women but if they have a certain testosterone level might not, you know, like there's so much to it. So I'm glad that you brought that up. And this is something that you can speak about because share more. I mean, great opportunity to talk more about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a hot button issue right now. Um, I'm actually on a DI committee for national sports tourism organization. And we're trying to figure out what our education session is going to be focused on. And it's either the trans women in sports issues or something we've realized during the Olympics is um, disabilities, mm -hmm. um, which is something that people don't really kind of think about when they think of DEI. They, but disabilities is something that crosses all, you know, races, genders, uh, sexuality, all that stuff. So it's, and I, I, I like to focus the conversation on intersectionality too, as, as much as like how, <laughs> Let's just be real. I like right now. I feel like a lot of white gay men are like, "I'm so diverse." I'm like, "No, you're just a white gay man." And there's plenty of us, and um, we need to shut up a little. And yes, we have our struggles, but no, they're not the same necessarily. And we need to be more inclusive in our own community. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so you're saying passing the mic opportunities or making sure that there's when you're at the table that there's room for others is really important too. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I do think like, I don't think that, um, I don't know, like there's a fine line with people shutting up, but I, cause there was something just even yesterday was going around 
um, about a certain social media page was just recently is discovered it was a white woman that's behind it, but she's kind of um, speaking for social justice issues and she was doing it in a way where it appeared she was black. And so there's like that fine line, but at the same time, it's like the more people speaking out, the better at the same time, here's like, as long as people are speaking out against it in the right way, I'm happy. Cause it's just bringing that count. Cause it's tiring for it to always be on our backs or somebody that suffers with disability. Like we don't always want to have to defend it. Like if somebody else could just take that burden off, great. Yeah. I'm all for it. But at the same time, centering and monetizing, that's where it gets to that iffy part. Like, wait, are you giving it back? Or are you helping others? You know, that's the part where I'm like, oh, okay, that feels a little gross. But yeah. Again, I get what you're saying because you're working in the, you're actually doing the work and working in that industry. So, you know, firsthand. Well, I, I, I'm like I mentioned earlier, my <clears throat> immediate crew of friends and we all mm. work together with WeHo Dodgeball. Um, they're just the best. Um, and as much as I love attention, um, they're really good at checking me when it becomes, when it appears or starts to even like become like I might be centering myself uh, in the conversation. Um, there's definitely times where I'm like seeing people at like a rally or a protest and they've got a megaphone and they can't speak on it and it drives me crazy. And I want to get up and take that megaphone and, you know, I know not to. <laughs> yeah. So no <laughs> but, Kanye West moments from you. <laughs> but just in case also I've got my like close friends here going, Jake, don't Jake, no, Jake, not right now. It's not your time right now. Better have a Taylor Swift moment. <laughs> uh, and at yeah. the same time I was at. You know, there was a women in sports conference or, or panel I was at, and uh, it was wildly just, I could, don't, we don't have enough time to talk about how wrong the speaker was. And nobody was saying anything. And I just looked around, and finally, like, my two friends on my side, they just go, okay, go for it. So <laughs> I'm like, at this point, I feel like to, to anyone else, I can be an ally. Just like use me as a weapon, point and shoot me where you want me and, and put me there. Cause, I do have a loud voice and um, and I, I try to use it when I can. <laughs> and like you said earlier, you're like a real estate agent in that sense. You can sell anything. So good to know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if I can sell justice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever works. Maybe oh monetizing it. They'll be interested. Just kidding. No. Um, so what's going on in the future for you? Where can we um, keep up with you and what do you have coming up? Um, I mean, we're just kind of figuring out what's next for dodgeball we um the delta variant is real and mm. we as we just got started back up here four hours before our first game we got shut down mm. um so uh yeah it's really hard to find any indoor venues we're being really safe dodgeball's kind of a super spreader in a weird way <laughs> it's probably not a good yeah it's probably not good for the brand for me to say that but we, when one person gets sick, we all get sick. We're very close. And right. a lot of events and tournaments were hanging out. So we have to be extra cognizant of all that. Um, so we're not doing any events this year. We were going to do a couple in the fall, but now it's looking like that's not going to happen. Um, Safety first, like whether uh -huh. brand or not, like <laughs> it, you need humans to play. So <laughs> if and, you don't have any humans, then yeah. yeah the, so. the last thing I want is like a, a headline that says like, you know, outbreak, a uh, super spreader event, dodgeball. Um, but we did, we partnered up with um, some other national governing bodies. Uh, we actually got an invite from USA Racquetball to partner with um, President Obama, former President Obama. 
and the Made to Save campaign. So um, we're joining a lot of other NGBs, requiring all our participants to get vaccinated to just kind of do that extra push and make sure everything's safe and we can return safely to sports. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, so that's that's exciting. I mean, again, it's using the platform as much as we can, even though we haven't played since two days before everything shut down in 2020. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I guess you can't really play um, that virtually. Hmm. No. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm mean, like thinking back to the game even where they were like throwing wrenches. Yeah, probably not a good idea. Yeah. We did get to do, again, entertainment crossover. We got to do a cool thing for the Bleacher Report and all these um, House of Highlights. So all these influencers playing a dodgeball game and I got to go and, of course, testing, testing, testing and all the stuff you have to do in all right. So tell everyone where they can keep up with you and how they can, or whatever you have coming up on the horizons as well. So not much coming up on the horizons right now, but just keep up with us on um, where I'm at the real Jake Mason um, at WeHo Dodgeball at USA Dodgeball on all platforms. So um, yeah, if you're interested in playing, uh, follow our social media stuff and check it out. Once we get going, we'll put out information on how to play. If you're in LA, uh, WeHo Dodgeball, uh, once again, things are safer and we have an outdoor venue, uh, follow us. And um, if you just wanna say hi, I'm also available. Great, thank you so much, Jake. This has been so much fun. I really thank appreciate you being guest today. Thank you, thank you. I'm just, you are, Again, so glad I just randomly met you in a hotel lobby and we've become friends and you're, this is an honor because you're, I've been Aww. following and looking and at all your stuff and, and I think uh, it was kismet in a way, so. Me too. Like, I mean, I don't go around picking up men at hotel bars. Just go on ahead to put that out there. <laughs> I do. I do though. So. <laughs> I'm very married. I might add. So thanks for being my guest. This was so much fun. All right. All right. Bye. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Bye, everyone.